Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome to our podcast. This is Pastor Madiba. If you happen to be in our area, you are most welcome to visit us. You'll surely feel at home. We appreciate your prayers for our ministry. We hope today's sermon will be edifying to you, your family, and your friends. Welcome. Holy Ghost, 
such a wonderful uh, morning this morning is a bit hot but we hope also the god is, will come through for us amen, amen. and uh, we'd like to welcome our pastor uh, this morning uh, i think he had a wonderful trip there in america amen. and then we welcome him there and appreciate him and then uh, we love him. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, I remember, I can tell you a little story about our pastor. Remember, there was one time we had a convention there at the issue. Now, I think it was the closing service that he was supposed to preach. Now, there were many ministers there. So they were taking time, you know, they, they gathered each attempt to come and speak. Now they were using that opportunity to come and speak. Now, time, time was moving on. It was 11. Well, remember now it's the last day, people, some of the people are from Cape Town, Swaziland, some out of the country, they need to leave. Now some of us were worried, what's going to happen? <laughs> now the pastor, you know, he was just there relaxed. Then he went there on the topic, on the pulpit, 30 minutes, the house came back. It just took him just 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes the service was over. Amen. But everybody managed to get what they came there for. Amen. Now we appreciate that. Amen. So it is actually many occasions. I remember, I don't know when was it, the last time we were having a convention at Pastor Mahara's church there. Now I was preaching in turn with Brother Blessing. Now while preaching, Brother Blessing will preach first. So I don't know, I'm just guessing. But it seems like at that time, Brother Blessing preached a similar message that he was supposed to preach. Now he was supposed to take the afternoon and say the soul. That means he had to change his message. No, so he just went to a corner there and then he uh, prepared his notes, he wrote them, came, and the house came Amen. down again. Amen. 
So, Pastor, every each and every time you are away, we miss you. Yes. Even me, wish I was sitting there and you were coming here. <laughs> but because he's traveled for three days, because he left on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, he was still traveling. Came only arrived here on Friday. So he needs a bit of rest. But next week, <laughs> uh, next week is next week. <laughs> Amen. So in those few words, I would like to greet you again in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we hope that the Lord is going to speak with us this morning. Now, I'm continuing with my topic. I don't know when I'm going to get off this topic. I want to get off. So today, by the grace of God, maybe we will finish. So it's the blood issue. Continue with the subject, the realm of perfection. So if we can just open our uh, scripture from Hebrews. We'll read Hebrews 12 from verse 22 to 24. Then we'll also give, uh, read, uh, read Second Peter from verse 1 to 12. And then John 14 verse 16 to 24. Uh, if we all found it this way in Hebrews. It says, but ye are come... But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling, that speaks better things than that of Abel. Now we'll go to Second Peter. In Second Peter, Peter says here, Simon Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. That means he's addressing this to you. People of the like precious faith. He says here, with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and to godliness. Amen. Through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Amen. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great, great brethren exceeding great and precious promises. Yes, these promises are to you and to your family, to your friends, to your neighbors. They are yours. Amen. And uh, that this, by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, a heavenly nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You the people I'm addressing to, you have escaped that corruption. Yeah. Amen. And he says here, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness. Amen. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. Amen. And if these things be in you and abound, 
They make you that ye shall neither be barren. Oh, brother, when you have this thing, you are fruitful. Yes. <laughs> Not barren. Yes. Amen. It makes you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. You must bear fruit yes. as a Christian. Amen. And then in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, in a heavenly knowledge, not the general knowledge of this world, but in a heavenly knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. But he that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar, and had forgotten that he was patched, cleaned from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be... That is what we are trying to do this morning, to minister you an entrance into that realm of perfection. Amen. So he says here, wherefore, I will... So an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. These, your things, your inheritance... Things that you are at you. Amen. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Through though ye know them and be established in the present truth. You know you you were predestinated for this age. (laughs) This is your present truth. Hallelujah. Now let's go to John 14. Uh, From there we'll read verse 16 to 20. He says here, it is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking now. Amen. It was Paul speaking, Peter speaking. Now it's the Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ speaking to us, addressing us. He says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide with you forever. Amen. Amen. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye shall know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. It's a promise. I will come to you. Amen. He that had my commandment and keepeth them, he is he he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And I will love him, and I will manifest myself in him. Hallelujah. Uh, may God bless the reading of his word. Amen. And as we pray, dear Heavenly Father, here we are this morning, Father, we come into your presence, Father. We come, Father, being unable, Father, but knowing that you are the able one. We come here, Father, giving ourselves unto you, Father, that you may come, Father, use us. We give ourselves as vessels, Father, that you may come and speak to us, Father. Here are your children, Father. Like I always say, Father, I don't know what is it that they need, but you are their author, their creator. You know what is it that they need. That is why this morning, Father, they are not yearning to hear from me, Father. They want to hear directly from you, Father. That is why, Father, I'm putting myself in this regard, Father, so that we may regard your presence, Father, instead, Father. We come here, Father. I come here this morning, Father, as a servant, Father, that you might close my lips, Father. If there's anything wrong that I may say, Father, may you please stop my mouth, Father. Father, if there's any good thing that's going to come out, Father, may you please amplify it, Father, so that from, from it, Father, your children may benefit. We pray, believing in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We may have the comfort of our sins. Amen. Uh, 
So as I said, we're going to continue with the same message that we've been on all this, this time, uh, which is the blood issue. But we are having our subtitle this morning, which is the realm of perfection. Amen. Now, in John 14, verse 20, um, if we can read it again, it reads this way. I will pray the Father that he shall... Uh, at that day you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. My Amen. No, that is, as we said, that is a promise. Amen. Now, this morning we'll try to, to answer a few questions. I think those are, the, by the help of the Holy Ghost, the ten, some of the questions that are constantly in the hearts of believers. One of the questions will be, when is Christ going to be in us? Now, is it after the new birth? Or is it after adoption time? When? Amen. And then one of the questions is, when is a son a son? Because you are sons and daughters of God. So when are you a son? Is it after you've been born? Or after you've become heir? So when are you recognized as a son spiritually? So those are some of the things we'll go through by the help of the Holy Ghost. Now, this morning, as you know, I bring no new thing. Amen. Yeah. Everything that we're going to speak about, the prophet has preached about it. Yeah. The prophet has had a saying on it, about it. So that message, the prophet that he preached, is perfect. It's complete. That is why even we preachers, we can depend on it. It is an absolute truth. There's no, not only absolute truth, but it is a vindicated truth. Amen. Amen. Now we will try to unfold this topic to you. By the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we invite the Holy Spirit in this presence. Yes. How many want the Holy Spirit this morning? Yes. It is always our desire to have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yes. Now, we know, as we've said before, that the prophet, our prophet, he's our zero Bible. Mm. He's the one who has brought us many things that we didn't even know about. Mm. There are many things in the denomination that people wish they knew. Mm. But I can tell you, those things are the things that we know. Mm. Amen. The things that we've been blessed to know. Amen. Uh, let me just get my notes here. Yes, yes, now we are fine. Amen. Now, that is what we'll be trying to bring to you today. Now, the, as we, the prophet has always says, he says we must say what the tape says. Because everything that we need, rapture in faith is in those tapes. Healing is in those tapes. Power is in this to, those tapes. Now, if you need healing, sometimes you just need to put on a tape. <laughs> you know, there was a time when Billy Paul was sick. He said there was a message whereby the prophet was speaking. Then he was saying Billy Paul in the, in the tape. Then he instantly was healed. So there is always something for you in that thing. You must just go there and dig in. Amen. Amen. So now we are students of Malachi 4. Students of the message of the hour. I'm proud to be one. I don't want to be anything else. And I hope you too, brethren, you don't want to be anything else. Now, since he's our prophet, now let's get a quotation from him. And let's hear what he says. Amen. Now we'll start with a, a, a blasphemous names. Now, the prophet says here, in blasphemous name, paragraph 200, he says, Just like my family, 
I've been in the Brenham family for 53 years. They never did ask me to join the family. I don't have to join the family. Why? I was born a Brenham. You see, to be a member of the family, you must be born into the family. You don't join. No, you are born. Amen. Now, that is naturally speaking. That is by bright relationship. Brother Brenham says, I am a Brenham. I was born a Brenham. Never did I ask to be born. But my, by, by the Holy uh, uh, Communion, com, when my parents and my father and my, parents, my father under the Holy Wet Lord came together, I was born. Amen. But now he comes and says something else in communion. Uh, paragraph 50, uh, preach in 65, 12, paragraph 52. He says, But yet, all at once I looked up. You know, once, once in a while we, you have to look up. <laughs> because remember, he says, I go to heaven because I'm from heaven. Yes. I'm from above, but you are from beneath. So a Christian doesn't look down because he's from above. He looks from above. That is why he says, at once I looked up and I said, I'm not the son of Charles and Ella Brenham. There is something calling. Did you hear now? The first time he says, I was born into the Brenham family. Mara now here he says, I... I am not the son of Charles and Ella Branham. There is a something inside of me calling. What is that thing that is calling? Amen. What is it that is inside of him that is calling? Amen. He says, like my eagle, like my little eagle, I am not a chicken. Amen. There is something in me calling. You see now? Here he, he, he is him now saying, denouncing his family now. Mm. You might think he's denouncing his family, but it is a movement. Yeah. He's upgrading. Mm. Right. Brethren, we need to upgrade one day. Mm. We cannot always remain a mutabi. Yeah. We must be, that's what the, brother, the pastor one time preached about uh, us being the bride. Mm. That we become Madiba Christ. Mm. That means it's an upgrade. Mm. From being just a Sydney Madiba, you become Sydney Madiba Christ. That means you are upgraded. You are no longer just a member of your earthly family. You have graduated into becoming a member of what? A heavenly family. That is why he can say, yeah, I'm realized now. Now I've come to the realization that even though I was born a Brenham, I'm actually not a son of Charles and Ella Brenham. Because there is something in me calling. Amen. There is something up yonder somewhere. That is why I say you must look up. There is something up yonder somewhere. Oh, great Jehovah, whoever you are, open up. He says, I want to come home. This world is not my home. I'm looking for a city to come. Amen. That is what the Bible says. You are looking for something. You are, a, you are a pilgrim. You are on a journey. You are here for some time. But there is a place where you're going to go, where you're going to spend eternity. That is why he says, he says what? Oh, great Jehovah, who you are, open up. I want to come home. Amen. Do you want to come home this morning? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he says, there is something in me calling. And then he goes now to paragraph 45 of the same message. And he says, I was saying this, talking to myself like you was going to say, William Brenham, well, 40 years ago, 
The William Branham is not the same one tonight. How many can say the same thing that you are not the same? You are not the same person that you used to be. Because I'm saying you must upgrade. That means there is an upgrade in my life. That is why William Branham says the William Branham that you see now is not the William Branham that was there 43 years back. If somebody would, they would have said William Branham, he was a rank rascal. That would be true. 43 years ago. Yeah. But not now. <laughs> because now there is an upgrade. There is a change. Amen. Now he says, see, because I was born of Charles and Ella Brenner. Now that is why you can call me a rank rascal. You can call me a liar. You can call me a sinner. Why? Because of my earthly blood. Mara, there is something in me calling. Hallelujah. In their nature, I was a sinner. I came to the world a liar. All, he says all, the habits of the world laid right in me. But he says now, down in there, down in the inside of me, there was something. You see, he says there is something calling. He says down on the inside of me, there was another nature. Oh, brother. Another nature present. Oh, brother, a little speck of life. A gene a stone, a representation, another nature inside of me. He doesn't say now. He says when? Back then. 43 years ago, there was another nature in me calling. <laughs> you see now, you are not a son today. You are not a child of God today. If you are a child of God today, you've always been. Oh, hallelujah. But down in me, there was another nature present. See, predestinated. That means it's something that God for, God, the mighty God for know, for knew about you. Before the foundation of the world, you were in him as an attribute. Now he just ushered you now to come and manifest. That is why Peter says, well, you must manifest. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now he says, a predestinated. That's why even this morning I can tell you that you are predestinated to victory. You are predestinated to become an overcomer. You are predestinated to be a success. Those things, positive virtues, they are all there in you. It is what, what you cater for. Amen? You cater for negativity, yes, that's what you'll be ripped. You cater for positivity, that is what you're going to rip. Mara, positivity. There is a positive nature in you. Always. Right. Amen. Now he says, paragraph 41. Well, I only catered to one. That is 43 years ago. He says, I only catered for, only catered to one. Amen. <laughs> that is why most of the people, even today, because of lack of knowledge, they only catered to one. But there is two. You are a dual being. There is this nature here. And there is another nature inside, jewel. It depends on which one do you cater for. There is where Brother Bram says, there was another brother who came to him and he says, you know, in my life there are two dogs. A black one and a white one. They are fighting all constantly inside of me. And it, whoever, whichever dog wins, it depends on what? Catering. Feeding. It depends on which one do you cater for. Hallelujah. And I said, as it grew, I good as a baby. 
that nature, as it grew, it grew. That nature in, in time, it grew. And saying that, first thing you know, I became a liar. As I, I was growing as a baby, I became a liar. I became everything else that a sinner can become. Because I was raised that way. Now, do you see how important parenting is? The raising of a child. He says, I became everything else that a sinner can become. Because I was raised that way. Marad is something now. But he says, but deep in there was a little speck of life. A gene. You know, a nature. A representation. Faith. Another person there. There was a little speck of life. A spark. A spot. But the Bible says an eternal spot was in you. Amen. And but now, this is something that I want you to take this morning. If you don't live, hear anything this morning, this is what you must go home with. He says here, so I don't want you to miss this one, whatever's going to happen. He says here, that little speck of life was there all the time. You see now, that little speck of life didn't come now. All the time, when you existed here on it, it was always there. It depended on what you, nature you catered for. Amen. It was there all the time. That is why he says, paragraph 47, I used to remember as a little boy. I hope, Brother Brent says, I hope I'm not holding you too long. I'm, I'm not. We are just 30. <laughs> so you can't be complaining that I'm holding you too long. We are, we are just singing in the bed. Amen. Amen. He's saying, Sitting out in the creek, on the creek bank, you know, on the river bank, I, I would sit there, look around at night time. Pap and mom, they are gone now to their rest. And them days, Pap and mom were sinners. You know, he says, there was no Christianity in our home at all. None. But that little speck of, the, of life was always there. No Christianity at all in the house, but the little speck of life was always there. <laughs> you see, oh man, let's go on. He says, now, before we go on, you see now you little ones, those who are uh, growing up in the message of the hour, where Christianity is the order of the day. That means there is a lot required of you. Because here is Brother Brennan, being raised in a place where there was no Christianity at all. But you, privileged, raised by a mom and dad who loved the Lord. More is required of you. And it's not only more, Brother Bram says, we're the people of Laodicea. That's why he says Laodicea is the grandest age of them all. Because God has come and put himself completely in the church. Not in individuals. In the whole church. He says, when you look at Luther, you look at uh, Wesley, there was, they got God in parts, a little bit of, but he says, when he came here to us, he was complete. He says, even though there is so much evil, there is something, God, that you can come and counter that evil with. You are not lost. God has equipped you for this age. That is why we say you are predestinated for this age. Hallelujah. So you, there is more required 
of you because now Christianity in your home is what? Is the order of the day. But in Brother Branham, there was none. But there was always that little speck of light there all the time. He says, and oh my, drinking, parting, and carrying on. Oh, what an environment. You don't want your child growing that in an environment. But he says something here which really you should listen to. He says, it made me sick. 13 years, uh, 43 years ago, being a teenager, maybe 14 or 12 years old, partying, drinking, it made him sick. Why? <laughs> because there was something inside of him calling another nature. <laughs> you see, it is a lie. That nature was a lie. That as much as he was living another life, there was another life in him. A nature in him calling. He says, this thing made me sick. Being a sinner, knowing no God, knowing no church, never even going to church. Sin! It, he abhorred evil. He abhorred filth. It made him sick to the stomach. Not even a Christian. What about you, a Christian? More is required of you. <laughs> Hallelujah. And he says now, I will take my lantern, a light, and my dog and go to the woods to stay all night. When these parties were going on, he will escape to the, to the, to the, to the woods, to the forest. Take along his, his dog there. Why? Because there was another nature calling. Something in him was calling. And he says, even in the winter time, I will hunt till the party was over. Maybe daylight in the morning, come home, the party wouldn't be over. It will still be continuing. <laughs> oh my, what an environment. Wow. Hey, Mara, there was something in him calling. There was something that made him not want that environment. Inside of him. Hallelujah. He says, I will come home. The party wouldn't be over. I've laid on, I would have, I've laid on top of the sheet and sleep. Waiting for daylight to break. Wouldn't go home because why? There is smoking. There is drinking. Now, this, remember, there was a voice that came that says, you, William Brenham, you must not smoke, drink. Neither should you devalue your, way, your body in any way because I have a job for you to do when you get older. Yes. Now, this nature here, what he's doing, was even before that voice. Even before that the voice says, don't do it, he already abhorred them because there was something in him. Hallelujah. Now, as we go on, he says here, paragraph 49, he says, what was it? What was it? There was another William Brenham. There is always another you. Another nature, another you. So that is that another William Brenham that did not like this life. A heavenly bound William Brenham in an earthly William Brenham. Hallelujah. There is another person inside of you. It depends on which one you cater for. So you see now, right even before the foundation of the world, that is that William Brenham. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, 
There was another William Brenham. A little spot of eternal life down there. You also have it. A little spot of eternal down that now he listen to me carefully now. You, some of you, you are in different stage of maturity. Some of you we cannot say a little Brenham. No, no. Some of you have matured. There is a bigger you inside of you that is controlling this you. Hallelujah. He <laughs> says a little spot of eternal life down there from the genes of God. Hallelujah. And that was the word of God that was placed in there. He says each one of you can think of similar things. Yes, you being a sinner, you can think of a time also of some things that you just didn't like. <laughs> you just don't know why. People, when they smoke, they, it just uh, make you revolve or something. You just didn't like it. You don't know why. The reason was because even being a sinner, there was another nature in you. You find that even being a sinner, there were some things that you like. You know, going to church. Yeah, even going to the Lutheran church. You'll enjoy it because it's closer to God. Better than for you going to a party. Yeah, there are some people who just don't enjoy going to party. And there are some people who are just party animals. <laughs> it depends on which nature you cater for. Now, it depends on who you are. That means inside of you, there was another real William Brennan. That means even in another inside of you, there is a real you. That real of you, that person who is the real you is in your soul. It's either doubt or faith. That is what controls that control tower in you. That person in there. Hallelujah. He says here, each one of you can think of similar things. See, it was working. What was working? That nature. Even though he was a sinner, that nature was always pulsating. Because he's alive. He couldn't lay dormant forever. It was just waiting for something to revive it. That is why he says, the word of God. It was looking for the baptism of the water by the way so that for it to come into life for it to come into domination for it to come and dominate your life hallelujah they see it was always working hallelujah yeah, let me see here yeah. that is why jeremiah comes and says before I, I i i formed you in the belly i knew you that is god telling jeremiah Jeremiah was reluctant to become a prophet. But God says, no, Jeremiah, it's not that way. Before even you were formed in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. You know, never drink, never smoke, never defile your body in any way. Because there is a job for you. You know, William Brenham, God might not have said that to you. He said it to William Brenham because he was one in an age. You are supposed to be the prophet bringing you the word of the hour for this age. So that is why he was prohibited. You know that nature. You know there was a time when even William Brenham to show you that how uh, influence can be so powerful. Not wanting to do those things. Pressure. They were pressurizing me and say, oh, you are a CC way now. You don't smoke. You don't drink. Why? The William, the Brenham's drink, brother. Which Brenham are you? Are you a Brenham? We drink here. Come. You will try to drink and there will be a spirit coming saying, whoosh. 
brought the, the drink away. He will come away running. Why? Because he was one in an age. That is why we, we say people who try and say they are eight messengers, it's actually fun. Because some of them were drinking, smoking, doing all those things. There was never a spirit guarding them. But they come and say, I have a revelation. Oh, no. <laughs> there was only one. One in an age. Who even God will say, don't do it. You know, when this one wanted to do it, God inside of him said, I'll protect this one inside. You are not going to do it, William Brennan. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see now, he says, even before you came out of the womb, I ordained you to be a Christian, to be a message believer, to, uh, to believe this word of the hour. It is not something that came now. You just said, the reason why you didn't is just that you were lost for a while. You had what we call a spiritual amnesia. But when that word came, hallelujah, when an opportunity arose for you to get in contact, you say, he says there is someone thing, something above calling. For you to make that contact, you grabbed it with both hands. Because that was the real you. You are not a chicken. <laughs> you are an eagle. When the mother eagle was there up in the sky calling, you grabbed that. Um, it, was, it was a suit voice for you. You couldn't wait. You know, you didn't know how to flip your wings. You couldn't wait. An opportunity rose when they did this. And he says, come up here. Oh, brother, you need to come up here into a realm of perfection. When the mother eagle called, God himself, you responded because you had a stone. You had a magnet inside of you. A pool that could be pulled up. You see, that is the real you. Hallelujah. He says here to Jeremiah, um, I, I ordained you to be a prophet to nations. You, Jeremiah. But you tell me you can't. Even before the foundation of the world, yeah. I knew you. Yeah. I sanctified you. Yes. And I ordained you yeah. that you will be in this age. Yeah. Brother, you were ordained for this age. Yes. That is why this age cannot overcome you. Yes. You have been prepared. Yes. You have been equipped. There is an equipment in you. Yes. A representation in you. Yes. Amen. Now, you just have to yield to that call. That's something calling you. just have to do what? Yield to it. Hallelujah. It's an influence. Amen. He says, before you were even born, I preserved thee. You know, he has preserved you. Yes. There are many things that could have killed you. Many things that could have you know, destroyed you. But you are here. Why? You couldn't go until you had this good news. You had to. You know, God, you know, he's omnipresent, omniscient. He knew everything. By the virtue of being omnipresent, he knew that this time you will be here. And being here, he prepared even a word that I'm preaching for you. Me, I don't know what you need, but he, the almighty, knew it. Hallelujah. I knew you. I sanctified thee. 
I ordained thee. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now he says here now, paragraph 51, as we go on with our quotation. Um, he says here now, Now, then one day, I walked on that voice talking. One day. You know, one day is one day. <laughs> there will be a time when you will walk onto that voice. A message of the hour will come and speak to you. He says, I walk onto that voice talking. Don't never smoke, drink, and so forth. And the young fella and all, you see, all, not only this will, even that one inside, they all got older. <laughs> Amen. See, there was something moving. There's always a movement. There's always a pulsation in your life. You know, there's always a yearning. Yield! Not today. You know, there's always... <laughs> You can, never be, you can never go both ways. You are either on the left or you are on the right. It depends on which nature you cater for. Yield! Yield to that nature that is in you. Amen. Because there is always a movement. Positive movement. That is why the Israelites, when they were in trouble, God says, keep walking. There was, whether there is a red sea in front of you, keep walking. The Israelites are coming, the, the Egyptians are coming from the back, Keep walking. There's mountain on both sides. Keep walking. There must always be a movement. Faith is a movement. Show that faith. Hallelujah. He says, there was something moving. But yet all at once I looked up and I said, oh my, I am not the son of Charles. And now you see why now. Why he was, he was, he could say that. Because he was the son of somebody inside. You know, he says I could, I, there was something in me calling like my little eagle, eagle, I'm not a chicken. There was something up yonder somewhere. Oh, great Jehovah, whoever you are, open up. I want to come home. There was something calling. Now, this is where we start our message now. Paragraph 52, he says, then I was born again. <laughs> Remember, we talked about the new birth. <laughs> that is where we start now. Because that little life was laying there. The life of water was poured upon it. You are looking for what? For the baptism of the word by the water, by the, by the water of the, of the, by the, by, by the water of the word. Baptism, you are looking for cleansing by the water. Amen. And that is why he says now, the life of water was poured upon it. Then that nature, after I've been born again, it began to grow. That is why now we can come to Peter and say to your virtue, add, uh, to your virtue, add, uh, to, to your faith, add virtue, to virtue, add knowledge, to knowledge, add temperance, to temperance, add patience, to patience, add godliness, and to godliness, what? Rather, a growth. That means when you are born, there must be a growth. Yes. Hallelujah. And that life must grow. After you are born again, it must grow. Not that old life. Now, that old life was forgiven, put in the sea of God's forgetfulness to never be remembered again against me no more. Now we stand justified in the presence of God as if we never did it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, he says here, then 
I was born again. Amen. Now, that is where we, we stopped the last time being born again. But now, like we said, Peter comes and says, to your faith, add virgin. You see, there is a seven virgins now that as a Christian you must add. Now remember now, there is a question now that we need to answer here. And uh, because now, before I go there, let me just tell you something. The, the new birth is justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's the new birth. That means when you are born, you are born by, this, by one spirit and you are baptized into one body by that spirit, which is the body of the what? The Lord Jesus Christ. Then Paul says, then you grow into Christ. You grow into him in all things. That's what Paul says. After you are what? You are born again. You are what now? Baptized by one spirit into that one body, which is what? Christ. After you have experienced what? The new birth. Now, the new birth is an experience. It is not some wishy-washy something. No, sir. It is, not, it is real. It is a certain reality to a Christian. When you are born again, you know it. Because you must have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> when you have the Holy Ghost, you know it. Now, the devil sometimes can play tricks on you and say, maybe you don't have it. But there is a, another nature calling inside of you, responding to that word. The Holy Spirit, that shows that you have it. Amen. Amen. Now he says here, there is now the question now, one question that we want to answer now is, is baptism of the Holy Ghost the new birth? Is, because that's one question that many people will ask. Because you do, if you read through uh, the, 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 most of the many quotations, You'll find where the, the, the prophet will come and say, baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth. Then there will be an instant when you come and say, baptism of the Holy Ghost is not a new birth. Now, me, I believe, I believe him. When he says the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth, I say amen. Yeah. When he says the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not the new birth, I say amen. amen. Why? Because there is a context to it. He's not just saying it. There is a reason why he's saying it. Now, let's read those quotations so that you say, I'm not making it up. Mara, there is a reason he's saying it. That is what we want to, 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 to get into now. Because now, remember now, before even I get before myself, there must be a speck of life in you to respond. Uh, we leave it there. <laughs> we'll come and explain it. He says here um, in the message, hearing and recognizing and acting on the word of God. He says, paragraph 135. He says, now, everybody knows that the seal of God is the birthright, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4.30 says, grieve not the Holy Ghost, spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of your redemption. When they were born again, they were filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit. Now he says, the Holy Spirit is the new bed. We know that. You saw you are begotten of the Spirit, I'll admit it, but until you are born. Now here he's saying what? The Holy Ghost, the new bed is the baptism of the Holy, Holy is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So he says, the Holy Spirit is the new bed. 
Now he goes again to paragraph 139 of the same thing. He says, the Holy Ghost is the new birth. We know that. It's being born again of the Spirit of God. That's what I was quoting to you now. Then, that's how you are born by the Spirit. Born by the Spirit, that's the new birth. All right. You are, you are forgotten of the Spirit. Then when you are born of the Spirit, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Now he goes now to adoption. Uh, preaching 1960, 0522, uh, adoption number three. He says now, and then God gave his children new birth by the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They came right near it when they cleaned themselves up through Nazarene pilgrim holiness. They came in the experience of Pentecost, of the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the restoration of gift. They went forth speaking tongues and interpreting tongues. Amen. Amen. Now he says, now we're going to go on. Now he says, to the, in the key to the door. Paragraph uh, 114 says, So, communion is for Christians that's born again of the Spirit of God. And born again does not necessarily mean now that you have God, the Holy Ghost. Now you see now? It's a 10 now. Now, many teach that. I don't know anybody that teaches like this. This brother, again, brother said the other night from the pulpit. But the new birth is not the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Oh, okay. Now let's go on now. <laughs> he says now on question and answers on Hebrews. Para, uh, number two. He says in paragraph in the preaching 1957, 10.02. He says, paragraph 362. But just trying to make it just as briefly plain as I know how to make it. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you then have the new birth. When you believe on the Lord, you receive a new thought, a new life, but it is in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I've given you three quotations where he says the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth. I've given you two where he says it's not. Where? What is the, what is the prophet saying here? Let's get another quotation now. He says now, straight is the gate. He says now, you said, well, paragraph 138, straight is the gate, preaching 590301. He says, you say, well, I've received the Holy Ghost. He says, that is good. That's what you should have done. But if the light isn't there, you say you've received the Holy Ghost. He says, it is good. But where is the life? Do you have that speck of life in you to respond to that Holy Ghost? Do you? He says you've received the Holy Ghost. He says, good. You know, there was one day Brother Brenham went while he was a young a preacher. He went into a conference and there were a man that was preaching. Oh, preaching strongly, you know, with power. Holy Ghost in John, you know, moving, you know, he was moving the place. Then one day, after that, he had a vision. Then he saw the man with another man's wife. Yeah. Oh, can't he? No, he was confused. He was sure that that man was anointed. But now on the vision, the man is doing contrary to what he was preaching. He says now, but if the light isn't there, now, that is why you have the speck of life. Okay. That is why to you, with a life, I can say, 
baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth to you. Why? Because you have the life to respond to that Holy Spirit. To those ones who have, doesn't have that speck of life, who don't have that gene of God, baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is not the new birth to them. You see the context now. You have the gene of God in you, baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth. You don't have the gene, a representation. You don't have a representation in you. It is not. That's right. That is why those Pharisees could never believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. That Samaritan woman, the prophet says, she had a representation. Yeah. A prostitute. Yes. Five husbands. Even the Lord said, even the one where you was not your husband. Yeah. Yet when the Lord came, she received. Right. Why? Because she had a representation. She had a life in her. Now, do you have a life? Now, if you don't have a life, there is no gene. There is no speck of life. No representation. The baptism of the Holy Ghost on you is just false anointed ones at the end time. Falsely anointed. Yes, going around preaching, but nothing inside. Because it's the life. Do you have the life in you? Paragraph 139 says, Remember, the wheat received the same power that falls. That is the wheat, the cochlebar, the tongue. It received the same power that falls on the wheat. And it makes it grow. Rain. The wheat, that cochlebar and the wheat, they both receive rain. And when the rain comes, they both rejoice. Oh Lord, we are grateful. Oh, we are dying of hunger. Oh, we are dying. We are almost about to die. Rain came. Yeah. What is rain? The Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is power. Yes. He says the wheat received the same power that falls on the wheat to make it grow. And that same power makes the wheat shout too. But it depends on the fruit. Their life. That is why the Bible says by their fruit. Yes, the rain has fallen on them. But what do they produce? Yeah, brother Ezekiel. Rain has fallen on you. The Holy Ghost has fallen on you. But what is the product? Yes, you came and preached as a mighty sermon. Mara, what is your life? It is a life. Because there must be a life in there to respond. A speck of life to respond to that Holy Ghost. Amen. He says, the little old witch stand right up. Just as happy as the wheat is. Yeah. Both. Standing there. That's right. They live by the same life coming from the rain. And a sinner can stay in the presence of God. Oh, there he goes now. Shout the victory. Live like a Christian. Not a Christian. Imitate. Be with us. You know, call him a brother. Yeah. Mara the life. The fruit. What is the product? What are you producing? That is what matters. The life. Do you have that life, the speck of life, that gene of God in you or not? But if there isn't something different in their heart, you see where that life stays now? In they say, Brother say there is a compartment inside. That is where that life stays. As something different, something calling in the heart. 
He says now he could have the same power. Hey, brother. To cast. Yes. Agree is anointed. Do we? Janus and Jambras did miracles. Amen. But they didn't have the light. They did. Amen. You know, there was a time when uh, Moses went to Pharaoh. He cast a, a snake, a, his, his stick there. He became a snake. Yeah. Oh, the magicians came. Cast theirs. Yeah. Pharaoh was laughing. I'm like, ah, this man, cheap, cheap tricks. Yeah. I have magicians. You come alone. Me, I have men. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. But that one came out swallowed. God, you know, God, God swallows all. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. It does not matter what trouble you can come across. He will come and swallow it all. What problems do you have this morning? What trouble are you experiencing this morning? He will come and swallow it all. So that there is a difference. <laughs> there must be something different. Amen. There must be something different showing who you are. You are a son of the living God. Not son of, I'm not the son of Charles and Ella Brenham. There is something inside of me calling. You know, I am a Madiba Christ. Mukabi Christ. A, an upgrade. <laughs> Hallelujah. He could have the same power to cast out evil. Jesus says so. He can preach the gospel just as good as any preacher can do. Hey, brother. Preachers, it is the life. That's exactly what Jesus says so. The Bible teaches this. Yes, say. Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, though I give my body to be burned as a sacrifice, I give all my goods to feed the poor. I have faith to move mountains. I do all these things. I preach in his name. I cast out devils his name. He said, I'm nothing. Because there is nothing. <laughs> you are nothing because you have nothing inside of you. You must have something. Charity. You know, love. Not just ordinary love, but the love of God. The Holy Ghost. God himself in you. His gene in you. To be something. So he could do it and nothing. Abraham says, do you get the idea? You see now, why Abraham will say, baptism of the Holy Ghost is not the new birth. Then he will come and say, baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth. And we will come and say, Amen. No confusion. With this message of the hour, there is no confusion. It answers everything. It swallows all. Doubts, weaknesses, it, it just swallows. Yes, you can't live without winning this message. No, sir. Now, as we go on, uh, we'll read on the spoken word, calm down. He says here, uh, as we go on, Countdown, preaching 1962, 09-09, uh, paragraph 37 to 39. He says, so if a man sets on the thoughts of justification, that is all you have to have. He is wrong, wrong. Uh, Countdown, preaching 1962, 09, uh, 09 in the morning. So if a man sets his thoughts on justification, it's all you have to have. He's wrong, wrong. Remember the last time I explained to you about blighted ovum, about a missed, we call it a missed miscarriage. That means a woman is pregnant. 
but there's no life in there. That is when you only have justification. You are pregnant, but there is no life. <laughs> yes, it's medical. Remember, nature chips the spiritual. Now he comes and he says, he's got to be wrong. Then it, so that means you can you cannot say justification is all that you have to have. No, right? It is justification, sanctification, and baptism. Perfection. You need to have those three. To be perfect, to go into that realm of perfection, you need those three. He got to be wrong. Then if the church who believes like that, many of the Pentecostal, that the Holy Ghost is it, that's all. Just repent and get, that is still wrong. You need justification, sanctification, and baptism of the Holy Ghost. You need all three for you to experience what the new birth. He says, because, because you, you've got to get sanctification in there to cleanse it before, that means that vessel, that vessel needs to be cleansed first before the Holy Ghost can come in. And if you don't, you leave out the blood. The blood is the one that cleanses you. Remember, I told you that the life is in the blood. I'm not going to go through that one. We explained it the last time. Why we say the, the, blood, the life is in the blood. I told you that during organogenesis, the first organ that is created is the heart. Why? Because it has to pump blood, which is the life of the baby. Before even the baby comes and receives the baptism of the blood, give the life to that baby. Without the heart pumping, the baby is gone. It's a what? A still birth. A miscarriage. If that life is not there, if that blood is not there, there is no life. He says, you leave out the blood. The new birth, as people talk, that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is the new birth. Now that's wrong. We explain why he said that. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is different from the new birth. The new birth is when you are born again, but the Holy Ghost is when power comes into the birth for savings. Amen? Now he says now, the new birth, you have the new birth by believing on the Lord Jesus. Now he's explaining the whole process. I'm not going to go into this one because we explained it the last time. Now we'll go to another, um, uh, another quote, quote now. Now, when he says the Holy Ghost is power, now maybe we can speak a little bit of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is power for savings. Now, the Holy Ghost is also power for prayer, power for savings, power for victory, power for change. That means everything that you need, the Holy Ghost must be involved. Now, it is also an advocate. Brother Bram teaches us that way. It is a sign. It is a power. It is a rest. It is a seal. That's what the Holy Ghost... The Holy Ghost is all that. It is a guide. It is your teacher. You see, the Holy Ghost does a lot of jobs all at once in your life. It guides you. It teaches you. Then it gives you power. It gives you rest. That means if you don't have a Holy Ghost, you don't have rest. You can't rest from your worldly uh, habits except you have the Holy Ghost. Those worldly habits die in you because the Holy Ghost is in you. Because it has created another life inside of you. No Holy Ghost continues the same way. But the Holy Ghost comes and speaks for you as an advocate. That is why the Word of God says, when you are speaking to people, Give no thought of what you're going to say. That's right. Why? The Holy Ghost is going to come and speak for you. Amen. The moment you give it a thought, you mess it up. Yes. 
the Holy Ghost can't come and speak for you. But when you come and say, God, surrender all, he comes and he takes over. He says, whether you are in front of kings, whether you are in front of queens, give no thought of what you're going to say because why I, the Holy Ghost, the, adjudic- the advocate, will come and speak for you. Now, that's what... The- so I want you, as you go on, so that you will have a, an idea of what you are talking about. Now, it is the Holy Ghost that ushers you into that realm of perfection. How? Let's go on. Now, on Ephesians, as we've read it before, uh, 13, Ephesians 4, verse 15, he says this. Um, but speaking in the truth, the truth in life, so that you may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Now, you see now, when the Holy Ghost is there, you must grow. You must grow. Keep on growing. Because there is something that is coming, watering that seed. And when you order a seed, it grows. It changes. That seed must go down, die. Then when you order it, it bursts, and a new life must come up. Amen. Now he says here in verse uh, 13 of the same uh, chapter, he says, Till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. That means you are growing to become a perfect man in Christ. Because the word says, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Amen. Unto the measure of a stature of the fullness of Christ. You see? That is why now Peter can come and say, give diligence Giving, beside this, giving all diligence. Now, what is diligence? Diligence means a careful and a persistent work. <laughs> that means growing, working. You see, we say there is something in you working. Mm-hmm. Now, working, giving diligence, working. Peter says here, add to your faith. That means when you are growing, it's a building block. Faith being the foundation, then there is virtue coming, then there is knowledge coming, then there is temperance coming, there is patience coming. You know, you are building that man into a stature, a monument, <laughs> hallelujah, a powerhouse, built up, amen, into a powerhouse. And then, and to godliness, you add brotherly kindness. To brotherly kind, kindness, charity. You explain what charity is. If or if these things be in you and about they make you to be neither parent or unfruitful. That means they make you fruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as we go on, he says now, um, that means we are talking about the stage of a perfect man. Now, if, if the brother there can maybe... Let's excuse me, read this quotation first. Then we'll go to that... You remember that picture uh, the pastor gave you? Yes, then I will tell you then. After this quotation, then we can maybe show the people that picture. Brother, brother Brenham, remember, when he preached the stage of the perfect man, he was preaching the pyramid message. Now, the pyramid message that the pastor, the brother Brenham, preached uh, in uh, the message, the stage of a perfect man, he also preaches the same message in blasphemous names. 
it was, it was focused on two beings. Two. The church and the servant in the church. Let's read the quotation. Stage of a perfect man, let's reach paragraph 354. Stage of the perfect man, paragraph 352. It says, but each age, God has placed these things into his church. Those things that we're talking about, those seven virtues, and pattern it down by showing that in the, in the, each individual has this, has to possess all these qualities. Amen. In the church. And this being, when it is completed, this being. Can you show that being, the one that I'm sure, that's the, that picture? So that uh, people will understand what we are talking about. When he says, it was focused on two beings. He says, this being, when completed, is the church of God going to the rapture. That being. Because on there you see, there are the seven virtues, but here on the side, there are the seven, seven church ages. Now it is the church, and then an individual in the church. Amen. He says, when this being, when it is completed, is the church of God going to rapture. And this being, when completed, is a servant of God. In the church of God, you see now, that is going in the rapture. Glory, see what I mean? There you are. There is the full thing. A individual, a servant, in a church. Ephesus up to Laodicea. All those people there. Amen. Now, but Brother Bremen comes and he says now here. On the same message, the station of the perfect man, paragraph 172, he says, we are not building an organization. You see? Individual. I'm not here this morning to build an organization. Christ never sent me to build organization. Christ sent me to build individuals. Two beings, the church and the church in the individual in that church. He says, Christ sent me to build individual to the statue of a Jesus Christ, the statue of perfect men, that they might be a powerhouse and the dwelling place of the spirit by the way. You see what builds you now? It is that word. Aiding faith unto you. That word. Aiding uh, virtue unto you. That word. Aiding knowledge unto you. That word. Aiding temperance to you. That word. Aiding patience to you. Building you up into that stature of Jesus. Remember, Jesus was the perfect being that ever walked this earth. We as Christians, we look up to him. That is why any preacher one day I hear they are building you up to him. This is why Paul says you grow into Christ. There is a growth, a constant growth in you. Amen. Every time you keep on growing. Why? Because you get, that the word keeps on feeding and feeding. Now he says now, by his word, see, build up the individual to that place. That realm of perfection. Build you up to that realm of perfection. Amen. Not build an organization to a greater denomination, but build an individual to be 
sons and daughters of God. That's the idea. Hallelujah. Add to your faith, virtue to your virtue, knowledge. Now you are coming to a place, a place of perfection after you've done all those things. Now, as we go on now, you see now, the pillar message that the prophet preached. You'll find that now, there was another, uh, did you manage to get that other one? Yeah, bring that, that other second picture there. Now, on this uh, next pyramid message, you'll find that after the seven virtues, you have the Holy Ghost right there on top. Now, it might give you an impression or make you think that for you to be, uh, to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you have to have, go through all these steps. But nature, but Brother Abraham doesn't teach it that way. He doesn't place the new bed there at the top. He places the new bed at the foundation. Even nature teaches you. Maybe let's go to nature. When a child is born, there is water, there is blood, and there is spirit life. That child is born. He's alive. He's a living soul. A breath of life has been breathed into that child. But now, that child, the first thing that he has, he has what you call a sucking reflex. That's the only thing he has to feed. Now, even if Mafagaza can come with a bottle, the child feeds. Uh, another mother comes with a bottle, the child feeds. Well, even if another mother comes with another breast, the child just feeds. <laughs> that means the child has only one thing, faith. He has faith in the feeding process, nothing else. In the, you touch the child here, the, the mothers will know. They, they just turn their mouth. Whether it's a finger, what the child just feeds. They wants to feed. But you find out as the child grows, the child is alive. Mara is used, it's not useful, he's, he's just a child. Now, as time goes on, the child now has veju. They start now running. They have power. They can run. That means the child is what? Is growing. Is growing. Now, as time goes on, you find out now the child can speak. Now, that means they have knowledge now. They can speak. As the mother says something, says something, the child can return back. That's nature. So you see now, there is a growth. Mother is still a, a child. <laughs> now, as time goes on now, the child has what we call now uh, temperance. That means the child can hold herself. Now, if you, there is a sweet there, the child can, can ask. You see, the child is growing. Before, the child will just cry. You know, when children are children, they just cry. And the mothers know when they cry, they need food. But yeah. as they grow, no, they just they don't cry. They speak. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, because now they have knowledge, now they come and they ask. Yeah. Now, because they have what? They have, they have temperance in them. Now, they become patient as well. Mm. They can wait till they attend. Mm. <laughs> Sister uh, Van Roy will tell you. There's, a, there's an age of children that you cannot never tell them to wait at their attend. Mara, there are those ones that you can tell, no, you wait. Why? They have grown. Yeah, amen. Now this patience added, right. added to them. Now as the child grows, now godliness coming to them. They can imitate their parents. When the parents does that, the child looks. Now that godliness is what? Is to be like God. That means to be like your parents. Right. 
now God is our parent. Even the child does that. Now the child is what? Is growing. As the child grows, even they have brotherly kindness. They start to make friends, commune with other people. They can even bring friends home. Why? They can even care whether their friends come or they don't come. Sometimes they will cry when some friends they don't treat them. Why? They have developed brotherly kindness. You see now, that child is growing. But it's still a child. You see it now? Why? Because there is a growth. That's the, that's the law of God. The same thing applies to an individual. Now, for the child to grow, that means there must be something guiding that child. For the child to pass from one stage to the next, there must be a guide, a tutor, you know, a teacher must come and teach that child. Amen. For the child to go, to move from being a baby to an infant, to a toddler, to a teenager, then an adult. When the child is, is, is a teenager, you can't give them your card. <laughs> no, no, they've grown, but now they are not placed yet. There must be a place where we say now this child is responsible. That is nature. Now let's go on the spiritual. Amen. Let's hear what the prophet says here. Now he says now here. You remember on the is this the sign of the answer the message? He says, You remember the pyramid message. He says, it's the question. What did he do? The Holy Ghost of the individual. We can remove that and just show you the curtain. Uh, the picture. Yes, the Holy Ghost kept off the individual and seal it. Now you see now, the Holy Ghost there is not the new thing. That one is the one that kept you. Is the one that seals you. Now he comes and says, when we add to our faith. Uh, righteous and golden and faith and so forth. Keep adding it until we got seven things. was love, which is God. That's how we made the individual and kept him and filled him off with the Holy Ghost. That is what that Holy Ghost is for. Now he goes on now in the stage of a perfect man. He says now in paragraph 141 stage of a perfect man, he says now here is what we do. What's the first thing? Have faith and be born again. That is laying the foundation. That means when you are born, you are born again there. At the foundation. Not at the top, but there. That is where you are born again. And he comes again in paragraph 102. He says, not you must be born again. And when you are born again, you can be born. You can't be born again without having faith. See, you, so you see on my chart, I've got the very foundation there. Faith is the foundation of all of it. You see that baby, without feeding, without faith in the feeding process, that child can't grow. They can never go to virtue, knowledge, temperance to that level. That child, if they don't feed, you know, the only thing when the child comes during their prenatal and uh, postnatal care, when they come to the clinic to attend the scale, as the mothers will call it, we wait the child. Yes, because we want to see if the child is feeding. If that child has faith, if the child doesn't have faith, then we come and say, faith in the, in the word of God. We say, no, no, parents, we have a problem with this child. 
feed the child. Mothers will come and say, the child doesn't want to feed. But we say, it's a child. Feed the child. Why? Because it is the foundation for growth. Faith. That is the foundation. He says, you, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. He that coming to God must believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He must be. And when you are skeptic of the Bible, when you are skeptic of the word being right, you might as well stay back until you first believe it. You must have what? Faith. Now he says now in paragraph 172, Christ born you into it, you see, by your faith. That means you are born there by your faith at the foundation there. So you are regenerated and born into it. Then after that you are born into it. These things are then added to you. After you are born, born again. Amen. Now we are going right down the line. But I will say we are going right up the line. Unto the stage of perfection. When those things are added to you. Now he comes here and he says in where has thy strength gone, Samson? He says, we all know that the Bible teaches the new bed and they substituted handshake with everything for the new bed. And it will never take the place of the new bed. It's got to be an experience, the new bed. A born again. This is why now, with experience, this child, after being born again, grows. They learn new things, get virtue, get knowledge, because it is an experience, the new bed. That means if you don't have an experience, you are dead. That means you have a dead child with you. The child must grow and evolve. Amen? Now he comes and he says, oh, I'm rushing a bit because I see time is not with us. Um, uh, we're going to read this one. Now he comes here and he says here in... Uh, blasphemous names. Now, when the member is born by the Holy Ghost into the family of God, because that is where I want you to see now that the child needs to be adopted. The child needs to be placed. He says, and proven to have these virtues. That means even your son, <laughs> before you can give him a car, he must prove himself. Our oh, parents, is it so? He must prove himself that he's mature, he's responsible, he can follow orders. Because a car is an order. There's a way you drive it. You just don't drive it anyhow. There's a process, there's a sequence to it. Now you must be responsible, be able to follow orders. Then we give you a car. We say now you are placed. Why? He says now, proven. To have this virtue, then God can see virtue, knowledge, temperance, brother, and godliness in him. Then God comes and seals it or places him. Placing of what? Of sons. Adoption. You then become adopted as a son and a daughter of God, who God can depend on you. That means now, when you are adopted, you have what we call a signet of the father. Your sick nature is as good as the father's sick nature. If you fire a person, that person is fired. If you hire, the, the father says, what have you done, son? Give me a report. <laughs> Amen. You fire, that person is fired. 
you hire, that person is hired. Why? Because you are now placed. But who was your tutor all along? For you to get all these processes, is this the Holy Ghost? Now you'll see now, baptism of the Holy Ghost is a journey. It's not a once-off event. Because the Holy Ghost must come there and give you virtue, give you temperance, give you patience, give you godliness, give you brotherly kindness. That is why Brother Brenham in the spoken word, uh, blasphemous, he says, it's a birth. You are born into death. Into death, into death. And he comes and he says, it is the Holy Ghost that gave birth to the Ephesus church. It is the Holy Ghost that gave birth to the Smyrna church. It is the Holy Ghost that gave birth to the Pergamos church. So showing you that the Holy Ghost is the one that leads you up the process all the time. He is what? Your tutor. <laughs> He's the one that tutors you, then comes and seals you. He guides you, teaches you, then seals you into what? In that realm of perfection. Then when you are sealed, when a brother now has a drought in his farm, you are sealed, you are placed. You now can come and offer rain to that brother. You, not God. You can come and say, My, Ezekiel, you know, it's not only the pastor. The pastor has given many people jobs here. <laughs> you too can say, my brother, yes. you'll have a job. Yes. Has the pastor not done that? Oh, oh, brethren, uh, the pastor has not given you jobs. Uh, brother, oh no, here's my witness. There. Brother Lassimo, has the pastor not say you'll have the job? And you have a job. It's a place sun expressing, giving you rain that you need. You see, now it's not only for the pastor. Each and every member of the late must also do the same. Join in. Be placed. Be able to also give out. Hallelujah. You also must be able to say, my father, here is a job. My father says, your child is sick. Your child is healed. Believe it. And the child is... That means you must have only the mechanics. You must also have the dynamics, the power. When the Holy Spirit has sealed you, you also have the dynamics in the mechanics. You can offer rest. You can offer healing. You can offer victory. You can say, my father that situation you are going through, you're going to go through it. You're going to overcome. You... Because you are what? You are an adopted son. Now, as we are about to close, now time is no longer with me. Uh, I'll want us to read one spoken word. Uh, then from there, we will be closed. Yeah, I think we have all our points here. Now, let's talk a bit about Adam. Adam was an adopted son before the fall. Yes. He was in the realm of a perf- perfection before the fall. And then um, that is what we want to be. We want to be like Adam. Amen. Because remember, in the Garden of Adam, Adam was never born a baby. Was he a baby when he was born? No, he was an adult. He was a mature man who has his mental capi- capacities with him. That is why he could change the, na- the course of nature. He could order things around in the Garden of Egypt. If he was not happy with something, he could change it. 
Adam was always in sync and in tune with God before the fall. That means when an animal came, God has created it. It's a lion. And Adam was in sync with God to the extent that he will name the, the, the lion, lion. He was not confused. He couldn't say a lion is an elephant. Because he was in sync with the father. The channels of communication between him and the father were open. Now even you do this morning, we explore you and I employ you to open up those channels. Don't lock up those channels with lack of faith. Have faith and open up the channels and you'll be like Adam. Being able to be in sync with God. Hallelujah. That's how Adam was. Amen. He had power. He had authority. You know, he could name animals. He was an adopted son. That is where each and every one of us should be. That is where all of us desire to be. If you are not there, you should be there. That is why Brother Bram says there was a woman, a black colored lady who came in and he said to him, you know, Brother Bram, I'm not where I want to be. But one thing for sure is not, I'm not what I used to be. But I want to be somewhere. You also, you must be in a journey to go somewhere. Hallelujah. You must also desire to be like Adam. Have what? Authority. Have what? Dominion. You understand? You need to be able to do that. Adam was responsible for the garden. He was the one who was keeping in the, 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 the garden. Doesn't, and God says, even Brother Bram says, he was the God of the earth. Heaven was God's territory. Earth was Adam's territory. He was the one ruling it. Now, Brother Bram says, we need to go back to Eden. When you are in that realm of perfection, you are going back to an Eden again. That's how Brother Bram is saying, you are able to now control the course of nature. Control the course of events. That means when a person comes and says, hey, brother, I'm having this, I need to be prayed. We expect you, Ezekiel, to go there and pray. <laughs> we will, I don't know, we'll have time to read that spoken word, but we will read where, brother, brother, that there are some people who have an experience with God. These people have an experience to, to God. When they speak to God, it's like me speaking to brother Ezekiel. That is how in sync, in tune, they are with God. That is in the stage of a perfect man. So that those, he says, those people in the realm of perfection, those are the people that when you need it, praying for, you go to them. Brother, when you say you are an elder, you need to be in the realm of perfection. Because when people need to be prayed for, we need to send you out and say, go pray. He says, when those people, brother, he says, when those people have prayed for you, he says your faith is clinched. Your faith is, it is clinched, it is anchored. You believe, oh no, I, you know, the pastor is praying. Uh, uh, we are not sleeping, go and sleep now, baby. The fever will go away. The pastor is praying. Because now, it is a person who, to them, speaking with God. It's like me speaking to a friend. That's how they pray. They say, God, here's a child, he's sick. Heal the child. Have you ever listened to the brother Brennan when he was preaching? And there's an altar calling, he's praying for people. No, he doesn't say these long things. He says, uh, you, you have cancer. God heals you. You are healed of your cancer. That's it. Because he's what? His channels are open. 
He's in sync with God. That is where we want each and every member here to be in that place. Adopted. Sons. In sync with God. That is what Adam was. That is what we want you to be. That is where we desire you to be. Yeah, but I've said it. The realm of perfection is like an Eden again. I'm going to pass this one because I've already spoken about I want us to speak on something then we are closing. My new ministry. Now, remember now, Brother Brenham now, he's in tune. He's in, in sync. You know, his channels are open. Speaking to God is like him speaking to a friend. Now, there was one day when Brother Brenham, being in the realm of perfection, when and visited Sister Hetty Wright. Yes, that is in the, in the message, my new ministry. Paragraph 168, it says here, we're going to just pass the others because we don't have time, but we've already mentioned them. He says here, Sister Hetty Wright, all you know, all of you, you know her. We call her Wright. Her name is Mose, uh, but she has been a loyal person a little old housewife living in two-roomed house, in a two-roomed house. You see now, from there it brings you to, uh, to, to realize that Sister Hattie Wright was poor. And not only was she poor, she, she was a widow because not long ago her husband was killed. And when the husband was killed, even one of the sons was there. I think she was run over by a tractor or something. Yes. Then when he was killed, his son was there. The son was in a state that the son, the, the son lost his mind when he said, because he witnessed it. But now, being a widow, I will say you, God says, I'm the husband to the widows. He comes and he says, I'm the father to the fatherless. Now, that means if you are in the state, poor, you know, having nothing, God has come for you. He says, such... Those are the ones that I want. Now, here was Sister Hate. He says, now, you know, they were so, he was so poor that they, were, they, they didn't have food. He will go there into a field and, and, then, a, and then a soft seat and then, a, I don't know, what, cultivate food for eating. That's how poor she was. But the prophet of God went to that house, a two-roomed house. Hey, hallelujah. You see how humble you need to be as a, as a prophet. No choosing. Because the, there in the two-roomed house, that's where God is. That is where God will come down. That is where the presence of God will be expressed. Now he says here, she worked faithfully. She was trying to hold a cochlear bus out of her corn to keep her family together. And she worked faithfully. Working faithfully also translates to spirituality. That spiritually also, she was faithful. And not only are you faithful, even our God, the one who created you, he is faithful. Whatever promises he told you, he will keep it. Hallelujah. He says now, um, as we go on, he says, when I was sitting at a table eating dinner, I had been explaining what faith was to Sister Hattorite. As like I was said, faith is like this. If I see a vision of brother Shelby sitting so and so and each one day, and Sister Hattie was sitting way back. You know, there are those people who are always there at the back. <laughs> that was Sister Hattie, right? Yeah. Yes, way back. There she was sitting there. Another, towards another room. She didn't have much to say. And the prophet says, she never does. Yeah. Hallelujah. Then the prophet says, 
And then while, uh, 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 while we are talking, I say, if the Lord showed me a vision, something to, then I will, say, I would, could say it. That's what raises my faith. I say that when the Lord, I, I want you to pass on this one to go to paragraph 175. Let's go to paragraph 175, my brother. It's a long quotation. He says, now, I said to the people who were there, in that room, there was Sister Hedge Wright, there was another, I think, her sister-in-law, there was Brother Wood, and there's some couple of brothers there. I think there were like eight people in that house there. Now, he says, I said the same God, hallelujah, that Jehovah Jireh, he just as much as Jehovah Jireh today, I tell you even this morning, he's still the same. Yeah. As he was on the mount with Abraham, he can still produce an animal to his glory. Remember the lamb, the ram that was produced there. On, on, when when uh, Abraham was supposed to sacrifice him, his son and God brought a lamb out of nothing. It was God showing his attribute as a Jehovah Jireh. Now he says, the squirrels was not a vision. Yes. Because I shot them. Blood came out of them. I dressed them and ate them. They wasn't vision. They were squirrels. Now that same Jehovah Jireh trying to get his promise over to me in my thickness and dullness of mind. He could speak my need into existence. Today, he can do the same. Because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He can still speak your needs into existence. Even at this very hour. Because that God that was in that room at Sister Haiti Wright's room, he is the same God now who is here. Uh, let, me, let me say it again. That God that was in that room with Brother Brenham, the brothers and Sister Haiti Wright, is the same God that is in the church today. Hallelujah. Now we are moving now. He is still the same. The same as he could speak Abraham's need into existence, he can speak yours into existence. Now Brother Bram says, I know more than said that until Sister Hetty. See, you know, brother, while Brother Bram was narrating this story, the level of anointing in that room rose up. They broke into another realm. That realm of perfection. He says, when they broke in, Sister Hetty right broke in with the prophet. Then she says, now, Sister Hetty was sitting there crying. You know, when you broke into that realm, you can do things that you don't think you'll ever do. Oh, brother, you can even cry. You can even shout for joy. Because there is an anointing in on you. Now, that anointing came on top of Sister Hetty right. When it came on top of her, there she was, crying. But she hadn't said a word all the time. But now she said something. That is nothing but the truth. Brother, that is what stimulates the Holy Ghost. That is what the Holy Ghost wants. You saying the word of the God of God is nothing but the truth. You believe in the whole word of God, not part of it, but all of it. Then you will see a movement, a change in your life. Now, he says, now, that is nothing but the truth. She said the right thing. Even we, this morning, we need to say the right thing. Oh, brother. She said, just like Ben said down there, I heard her voice as it swept from my ears, like in the woods. 
He says, Mrs. Wright, sitting back there with her little girl, was trying to interpret what Edith said. You know, the level of anointing. They have broken He says, the way they have broken through, he could not hear what Mrs. Wright was saying. Brother Ben couldn't hear. The only thing that he heard was what Sister Hedge Wright said. It is nothing by it. Then they broke through. You also can break through this morning. Into that realm whereby God is God. God does everything. You ask him, he does it instantly. Now. <laughs> you know, brother, there is, a, there is a miracle that must happen now. When you are in that realm, the miracle happens now. Oh, hallelujah. So there she was now. And the super anointing, oh brother, swept over me. Said, tell the Holy Ghost. Tell Sister Haiti she has found grace in the sight of God. You also can find grace in the sight of God. Two, the channels is not closed. They still make, the blood is still there on the throne. Mercy, grace is still there. Oh, judgment hasn't come. There is still an opportunity. Tell her that she has found grace in the sight of God. What who, what, who would have thought? Oh, brother. Who would have thought? Down through them. Poor, widow, poor, having nothing, struggling even to find food. Who would have thought that God will come and bring this to that lady? Tell her to ask whatever she will. Then you speak. Tell Sister H to ask whatever she would. And then you, Brother Brennan, you, Brother Mafagaza, you, speak it into existence. You, it's only for those who have broken through, who are in that realm, who can, you know, those who have been placed, who are kept and sealed by the Holy Ghost, is those ones who can speak it. Speak our needs into existence. It is not for the pastor alone. It is not for the deacons. It's not for the trustees. It is even for you, the light, for each and every one of us who is in here. Whatever she asked, speak it. Now, Sister Hetty had, uh, she was poor. A million dollars will do. She had a sister, Sister Edith was crippled. Oh, brother. Sister, that crippled lady was just going to run this day, that day. Immediately, because it was in that realm of perfection. In that realm, things will happen immediately. You know, she needed money. But you know, there's something that brother is saying. You know, mothers always know how to do They need. Mothers always know what is in need. They always know the need of the family, the need of the husband, the need of the children. That's, those are mothers. Remember there was a time when uh, Mary went to a wedding with the Lord Jesus Christ. While she was there at the wedding at Cana, wine ran out. And then she went to the Lord and said, hey, son, uh, there's no wine here. Oh, the, Jesus was even protesting, right? Oh, Mary's not my time. Why now? Mother, what's happening? Then she went to the people and said, whatever he says, do. 
even do say we need mothers like this who can tell their children whatever the word says you do whatever the word says follow you follow we need mothers like mary this morning mothers who knows the need of the children who knows the need of the husband who can pray prayer warriors who can pray for their needs of their children to be fulfilled who can guide their children in the lord right we need such mothers we also need such fathers who will say whatever the word says do now sister hetty says now whatever she has to speak it in jesus i looked to sister hetty the first thing oh brother the first time it was ever performed on a human being this gift The first time it was ever performed in human. I said, this is the hate. Ask what you will. God is going to give it to you. What do you think of that? Does it get into you? Oh, brother, what do you think of that? Does it get into you? Does it move you? What the prophet is saying there. Does it change you? That it shows you that you need to move on. You need to move into a higher place. Does it show you that you need to be a better person? Does it move you? Oh, brother. He says, the first time it was done on a human being, God is going to give it to you. Does it get into you? Seven times he had confirmed it by animals. Remember, the hornet, the story of the hornet, the bull, the, the squirrels, the fish, the silver grizzly bear, the Oscars lost ponies. You remember them? Oscars lost. Oh, I want my ponies back. Amen. No, no, Oscar, they've been eaten by bears in the desert, and there is no, there's no way they have. He says, Brother Brenham, you prayed for mommy when she was sick, and she's healed. Pray to God. Oh, brother, we need such elders. Pray to God and tell him to bring my ponies back. Oscar Bart has just told us that, you know, there's no way they'll come. He says, oh, well, my pony's back. You just speak to God like you pray for mommy and uh, bring my ponies back. Six months passed. Those ponies gone. They just appeared. After Brother Brandon had a vision. When they appeared, Oscar didn't want any ponies. Those had his. As an Indian, they had some mark. He went there and examined. Oh, brother, it's time for you to examine what God can do for you. Examine yourself and examine what God can do for you. Pastor says, I want mine. Restoration of the same ponies. Not new ones. The same one with the same character. The same one that I used to love. With the same bedmark. In that realm of perfection. It can happen. Whatever you say, he says do, you just do. Hallelujah. The opossum was one of the animals. Now, it was the first time it was ever done on a human. This gift. But it has been proven. Our Lord is proven. Hallelujah. He says, um, I asked what you will. Sister said to me, hey, brother, what do you mean? Brother, says, Ask anything your heart desires. 
Do you have a heart desire this morning? In this anointing, ask anything that you will. In your heart, God will provide it. Amen. It's not a matter of if or maybe. It is a certainty. Your heart desires verbalize them to God. He's still able. Hallelujah. Oh, brother. He says, it shall be produced. Oh, brother. Your heart desire shall be produced right here. Right now. That you will know that the Lord God of heaven answers. And his scriptures are true. My first time with my new gift, my new anointing, I could hardly hear her. She looked around. We've been talking about her little crypto sister, Edith. I said, oh, doubt my heart. Within a few minutes, Edith will be jumping, running to the glory of God. Within a few minutes. Oh, brother. That, the miracle in that, in that atmosphere was instant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> instant. That's how God works. He works instantly. Hallelujah. She said, Haiti looked around, all around, and she said, Brother Bram, my greatest desire, oh, mothers always know how to ask for the right thing. My greatest desire is for salvation of my two boys. Ah, Brother Bram says, there couldn't have been a greater thing. You know, a million dollars, within a few years, it will be up. Edith being healed, she, maybe she will be having pneumonia and die. My salvation, eternal. Oh, we, you know, that is why when we started, we say there is something eternal in you. Eternal people know how to ask for eternal things. Hallelujah. <laughs> May God bless the reader of the word. Hallelujah. Know how to ask. Ask the right thing. Move into that realm of perfection. It is for you. It is yours. Come up here. The word of God in Revelation says, John, come up here. Even God is still employing you the same. Come up here into this realm of perfection. It is not just a realm of perfection, a heavenly place there. It is for us. Uh, as the musician comes and the pastor comes, amen. <laughs> May the good Lord bless you, amen. amen. May we sing the same song. Oh, I just love this song. You know, God must just take his place in your heart. Because without him, you can do nothing. Because he says, and at that day, you will know that the Father is in me. I am in you. And you are in me. He has to take his place. This is why the song says, Tata in Take your place. God needs to come and come and make you a monument. Make you a powerhouse. But he must come and take his place. Can we say, Tata in as the pastor come. And God bless you richly. Amen.
many were blessed by the realm of perfection? And how many believe God answers prayers? How many believe God answers prayers? You know, I'm thinking there is a book here that was compiled by believers just came together and said, we want to find testimonies that are beyond medical comprehension amongst the bride members, what God is doing among the bride members. And in this book there is this boy, his name is Jonas Schumacher. He had leukemia. This leukemia is the cancer of the blood. It was so severe that he was on the verge of death. But then he got the elders of the church to come and pray for him. As I'm speaking right now, happily married with two boys. Uh, the reason I'm saying that, it's a challenge that once you step into that zone, as an adopted son, you can speak things and things can materialize. It's my desire that our coming to church should not just be lecture, Amen. should just, just not be formalities. Amen. May we see God move in our midst. Amen. I say, may we see God move in our midst. Amen. I think Brother Mpayana preached the message, the principles of putting God first. Amen. And the message is now, he's ripping up with coming into the realm of perfection. I think God is trying to teach you something as a church. Amen. And our desire always say, God, whatever you speak, let me be caught up in the moment. Amen. Let me hear what you are addressing. Amen. And where you need me and how you want me to be, let me be that way. Amen. Are you still with me, folks? Amen. We were tremendously blessed. Amen. Amen. Another round of applause. We're going to sing a worshipping song and we're all going to pray for one another. Everyone will pray and we pray for fellow believers. Brother Bram says we can laugh too much, we can do too much, but we can never pray too much. We're going to pray for one another. You know, when an adopted son of God prays on your behalf or an adopted daughter of God prays on your behalf something will unlock Amen. and the answer that you have been looking it may drop on your left how many believe that Amen. we are just going to go into prayer let's just say only believe only believe you know as the message was coming forth I was thinking of a quotation where Brother Bram says, it is absolutely necessary, imperative, essential that you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit goes before you, it sets things in order. May we never do anything that can be outside the realm of the Holy Spirit. 
Our desires, may they be within the realm of the Holy Spirit. Our sermons, our songs, everything that you do, check with the Holy Spirit. Only believe, only believe, all things are possible. I don't know how many, the more you hear the messages, the more you love God even more. I love the contrast that if Brother Bram says something here, we say Amen. And he says something over there, we say Amen. Because sometimes to a, an ordinary ear, it sounds like a contradiction. But to a person that waits upon the Lord, it's about the context. The message will never contradict itself. The message dovetails. Even God's servants never contradicted each other. They dovetail one another. Only believe, only believe. With the door closed and less movement as we are going to go into prayer. If you have a need, spoken or unspoken, it is known. All Sister Haiti did was just to say the right thing. Maybe this afternoon somebody in her heart will say the right thing. And the Holy Spirit will be so well placed and will drop down and say, speak whatever you need. Only believe with our eyes closed and our heads bowed. are possible this afternoon. Many believe all things are possible. this afternoon, Lord. 
receive our healing. Receive our deliverance. We receive our victory. I believe he's here this afternoon. I believe he's in our midst this afternoon. Thank you for his presence. Thank you for him being here. As we pray for all of another. Our gracious Heavenly Father, this afternoon as born-again sons, as born-again daughters, and as adopted sons and adopted daughters, we approach your throne of mercy to pray for one another. Dear God, we've heard about the realm of perfection, and this is where the Holy Spirit wants to get to the church. This is where the Holy Spirit wants to get individuals to to that station of a perfect man where we become the powerhouse, where we become the living monument. Oh, Heavenly Father, we raise our voices this afternoon and praying for fellow believers, those that are in need. We have many here, dear God, that may need healing. We have many here that may need deliverance. We have many here that need solutions to various problems. They need to overcome various challenges. But Heavenly Father, we stand in the gap as the bride of Jesus Christ and we pray for them. Oh, Heavenly Father, there may be mothers here that have got burdens on their hearts. There may be fathers here that have got burdens in their hearts. Even young people that may be here having burdens into their hearts. Heavenly Father, you know all the burdens. You know all the needs, you know all the requests. I come before you in the name of Jesus Christ to make a plea, a special plea, that may you intervene, dear God, and grant them their hearts and desires. And Satan, being a liar, may tell them that you are no longer a miracle worker, but this afternoon I defy all the doubts. I defy all the unbelief as we come before thee and lift up your name 
and glorify your name and know dear God that you are a promise keeper and you will keep all the promises that you have made if there are spirits dear God troubling them I rebuke those spirits in the name of Jesus Christ oh God I know today we need you more than ever before because dear God times are tougher times are evil times are vile but Heavenly Father we thank God that there is a place of refuge that we can run to and that is the name of the Lord being a mighty tower oh Heavenly Father I need you more than ever before they need you more than ever before you are a healer dear God we need divine healing you are a miracle worker we need miracles you are a deliverer we need deliverance oh God may you move in a special way especially after we've heard the message this afternoon about a realm of perfection the same realm that sister Haiti Wright entered into the same right that brother Wood entered into the same realm that the likes of Oscar entered into we are entering into that zone and dear God we shall speak things and things shall materialize thank you Heavenly Father we appreciate you we glorify you we honor your name dear God we've got confidence in you that you will do what you said you shall do I pray for the musicians dear God may you anoint them with a special anointing may the Holy Spirit guide them may the Holy Spirit minister to them whatever their needs in their act of service may you meet them at their point of needs Heavenly Father, I pray, dear God, even the elders of this church, I pray for them, give them a special wisdom. Oh God, may you continue to be the one that will guide, protect, and lead them, Heavenly Father. We pray for this assembly, dear God. May it be a haven for the helpless. May it be a haven for the hopelessness. Oh God, when men walk in and women walk into the church building if they are sinners may they get to the conviction of the Holy Spirit if dear God they are sick may they be delivered from their sicknesses may your presence always fill up this place whenever we come here dear God may we be cognizant of your presence may we invite your presence may we cherish your presence may we honor your presence with our lives dear God may you make us to be overcomers at our places of work, in our homes, dear God, in our walk with Thee. May we not just profess Christianity, but may we possess Christianity. And Satan, we rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no power. You have no role to play in our lives. You've got no role to play in our children's lives. You've got no role to play in our family life. We've got no role whatsoever. But dear God, we give the Holy Spirit, the Lord Jesus Christ, Him the open doors into our hearts, into our homes, into our church, into our life, into every sphere of our life. Oh God, I pray, may you, dear God, to go before the week as the week begins. May you move, dear God, the things that we need to happen, may they happen, dear God. Whatever needs to be achieved, let it be achieved in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, dear God, and I know you will keep all the promises. I pray, dear God, for everyone 
that is in need in the building, whatever need that is there, I approach you, dear God, and say be responsive to their needs. May you meet them, dear God. May you grant them their heart's desires, dear God. I know you will do it because all things are possible to them that believe. And we now believe and doubt not in your powers. We don't put any summit to your powers. We don't put any limitations to your blessings. We don't put any limitations, dear God, to your abilities. You are a resourceful God. You are a doer. Oh God, you can do things and things will happen that we can come and testify about you. We've seen you do many things among us. May you keep on doing the same things, paradoxical things in our midst. May the angel of the Lord always feel welcome in our midst, dear God. May the ministry of the way continue unhindered. Oh God, may it be the leadership of the Holy Spirit, not human leadership, but the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And if there is sin among us, dear God, expose it and forgive it, dear God. May the church always be cleansed, dear God, so that, dear God, your presence can be here as a sweet aroma to us. We pray, dear God, as we honor and appreciate you, and we bless, dear God, your servant that you have used to bless him abundantly, wherever he has taken, restore the virtue, dear God, and keep on revealing more unto him and the rest of the ministers that are ministering behind this holy desk. May you, dear God, help them to overcome in their personal spaces that whatever the devil can put as a hindrance, may they overcome, dear God, and become a blessing to the church of the living God. It is our desire as we commit everything to you in Jesus Christ's name. Amen and amen. God bless you richly as we stand to our feet and then one song we are dismissed. Shalom. Till we meet you next week. I'm not sure there might be a brother that might pass through this way. He's an old friend, Brother Jonathan Jones. If he passes here, it will be fine. He will be a blessing. Amen. Let's sing a worshiping or a praise. Amen. God bless you. Oh, yes. Amen. I, I love this old song, Sister Mpanyan, and you keep on bringing them more and more, especially the young ones, that they must know them. Amen. Yam Jelelapa. Amen. Uh, songs of worship is full of golden nuggets. Even only believe it, it will long way. Hey, they are full of golden nuggets. Amen. This one we're going to sing it, folks. It's a beautiful song. You know, when we sang such songs in the some yesteryears, we felt the rapture on the rooftop. Amen. Let's sing it. There's one song that I sent. I would want the worshiping team to rehearse it. It's a beautiful song. Uh, we'll sing it next week. Amen. Shall